In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. During these blessed days of Advent, all eyes are on the Holy Family, on Mary, Joseph, as they make that long journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. All eyes are especially on the one who lies beneath the heart of Mary, Jesus Christ. We want to learn from this Holy Family. It is so easy for us to imagine the peace, the joy that reigned in the household of Nazareth, that reigned between those two, Mary and Joseph, as they journeyed to Bethlehem, and then afterwards, wherever they were with the child Jesus. Our topic is a very thrilling one, a very challenging one, because it has to do with turning the family into a school of virtues. It's very challenging because there are no shortcuts, there are no techniques. Really, it comes down to this ongoing, painstaking effort, day after day, of passing on to the young ones in the household, above all, the power of our example. There are no shortcuts to giving formation. Formation takes place in a practically invisible way, day after day, as, as the months, as the years go by. It's important that, that we see this, the formation as, on the one hand, absolutely invaluable, and on the other hand, so important for the future of our society, of our church. We know from experience that formation and virtue must take place at an early age so that it, those virtues take deep root and become permanent. The goal is that when those children get to the age where they are ready to leave home, that they will carry within themselves a solid set of convictions of genuine virtues that they will continue to live by and exercise no matter who's looking, if anybody's looking, because it is their own way of, of living. It's important to see this work of formation as a work of liberation. Without formation, there is no freedom. Without formation, it is all too easy to slip into a reactive, non-reflective way of acting. We end up all too easily being fooled 
judging things incorrectly. Whereas formation helps us to form good habits, genuine virtues. And what that means is coming to the point where we see things in their true value, as opposed to becoming slaves of, of different ways of acting. Here we are entering the coldest time of the year, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. And so each one of us can identify with walking downtown, a very, very cold day, walking by an office building and seeing people huddled outside the building without a coat, without proper protection against the cold. And why are they there? because they have to smoke. Let us do whatever it takes to free our young ones. We're talking here about a very sublime task. That is creating a, an environment at home that strengthens children in the most fundamental areas. For example, a life of authentic piety, of austerity, strength, resilience, temperance in the use of technology, the capacity for concentration, for silence, the spirit of service, loyalty, holy purity, generosity, and so forth. As we were saying at the very beginning, these are not things that can be passed on with techniques. They certainly cannot be passed on by handing someone a book. There is no other choice. Either the parents incarnate those virtues and teach them by example, or they, this just will not happen. Well, let us dive into some examples at the risk of sounding like a laundry list. But these examples can help us to come up with a strategy and above all the, con the determination to acquire and deepen these virtues ourselves. In the first place, our relationship with God, obviously. Perhaps in the old days, it was enough to say on a Sunday morning, everybody in the car right now, we're leaving right now, you're going to mass or else. But of course, we know from experience that that accomplishes nothing. Whereas if the young ones see that their parents cannot wait to get to mass, that we love the mass, that we love prayer, that will never, ever leave them. Those memories will continue for a long time. And not just memories, but they will become convictions. You may have read a biography of the Curie of Ars, Saint Jean-Marie Vianney, who lived, who was born right after the French Revolution, who was a very humble, very simple priest who ended up becoming an extraordinary confessor in 19th century France. 
It is said in one of his biographies, from time to time he turned to his mother. It was an inspiration merely to see her so absorbed in prayer and as it were transfigured by an interior fire. In later years, when people congratulated him on his early love for prayer and the church, he used to say with many tears, after God, I owe it to my mother. She was so good. Virtue passes readily from the heart of a mother into that of her children. A child who has the happiness of having a good mother should never look at her or think of her without tears. Very moving words of the Kyrie of ours. Words that we can equally apply to the dad, to the fathers of the family. We, can, we dare say that fathers have as much of an impact as the mothers. We have to pass on a great respect for others. A love for the Mass, for Our Lady. Concern for the poor, for the disadvantaged, a basic attitude of being merciful. Now you may be thinking, how do we do this? We are, it's not enough to give a silent example. But parents have to find a way to speak about these things, to explain your attitudes why you do certain things, why you speak in a certain way, why you show respect for absolutely everyone. So much can be accomplished at the dinner table, starting with having a dinner table, eating together. But there at the dinner table, the determination to speak in a very optimistic, optimistic, positive way. To develop the habit, the virtue of hearing both sides and never rushing to conclusions. For example, speaking about world events and saying, well, let's find out all the details. Let's, let's delve into this and find all the facts before we jump to any conclusion. How important it is to not complain and to explain to the children, you know, we don't, in this house, we don't complain. But rather we see the positive side of everything. One of the major areas is work. It is so important to teach the young ones how to concentrate. They have to see us concentrating, working without any distractions. And in your, your conversations with your children, it's not enough, obviously, to say, go do your homework. You're not doing nothing. You're not watching anything until you finish your homework. It's a matter of explaining to them that real virtue, the virtue of industriousness, means 
really wanting to master the material, not just getting it out of the way, but knowing it and knowing it really well. And so you explain to your children, okay, when you finish studying that, I want you then to explain to me what you have just learned and see if you are capable of explaining it. Because until then, you have not learned it. You've just read, which is not the same thing. How important it is that we teach the young ones a mature use of technology. Now, each of you has read so many articles about how this can go wrong. But we need to, to teach them at an early age not just what to do and what to avoid, but why, and why they should want to use these, these means in a mature way. And the key test, of course, the litmus test, will be when they're all off on their own. Will they continue using those means properly? Or will they go over the cliff and join so many of others their age misusing them. Along those lines, we have to speak clearly about sources of slavery, such as pornography. It is of the utmost importance that parents speak clearly with their children about what they could end up coming up against. And we have to find, you have to find the right age to do so, so that they not be taken by surprise. And so that they have, so they know what they want and what they do not want under any circumstances. It's so important that we teach them, everyone, loyalty and kindness. Your children have to become famous for being the most loyal friends that their friends have. And they will do so to the extent that you explain to them loyalty and friendship, these are non-negotiable. You know, we don't do the best friend forever one week and then three weeks later, we don't talk to that person. You know, that is not a Christian attitude. We are loyal and kind. Order. Order is one of, the, one of the biggies, so to speak. You know the saying, take care of order, order will take care of you. We have to teach that to the young ones, to look ahead, to do their work on time, to not leave things for the last minute, to learn how to defer gratification before they, and before they sit down and spend 15 minutes on a video game, finish their work first. Toughness and resilience, really important. It is so discouraging to come across a university student or young professional who cannot get out of bed, who is always late for everything. 
It's discouraging because you realize if that 22-year-old cannot do it, when is that person going to acquire this virtue? He or she should have acquired it a long time ago, when they're 8 and 9 and 10 years old. It's a great thing to think about. Those in your household, your children, do they have that self-discipline to get out of bed? Do they know how to make the, their bed? Not only know how to make it, but do they make it? Do they know how to stick with a task until it is really done and done well? Toughness also in the area of temperance. Can they really and truly control their appetite? They have to see that in you. For starters, the big question that is undoubtedly occurring to you right now is how? How do we go about, where do we begin? How do we go about liberating our children, our young ones, the next generation, liberating them from slavery to their tablet or their phone? laziness, love of comfort, all these things that will get in their way of being a fully productive, fully reliable citizen. Someone who is able in just a few years to take over, to help create and build society. How do we do it? Well, as we said at the very beginning, we cannot under underestimate the power of small gestures. For example, when there, a repair is necessary in the house, to do that repair with one of your children, to do a really great job, and then to put that tool, those tools back in their proper place, very carefully, very diligently, and explaining as you're doing this, why? What are the ingredients of a job well done? They will never forget that. And they, this will lead to their acquiring certain attitudes that become part of them, permanent part of them, to the point where they will do everything properly. And furthermore, as you're explaining these, these things, you can say to them, these are the elements that go to create a person of integrity, who always does the right thing, who does not take shortcuts, who does not cheat, who always tells the truth no matter what. Well, let us be very excited about this task, about this challenge. Let us realize that the future of our society is at stake. That one thought can help us to sit up straight and say, okay, this is serious stuff. I can't leave this to someone else to take care of. I've got to sit down today with the young ones in the house and say, Here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the name of the game. This is what I'm going to do starting right now help to liberate you 
help to form you in all the basic virtues in order, to, in order to make you a very, very happy person. We finish as we always do, by turning to Our Lady. It's good for us to try to imagine those daily gestures of Mary as she raised Jesus. Those gestures of friendship with the other young moms in the town in Nazareth, her care for her, the men in her life, Jesus and Joseph, her great generosity, her hard work, that ready smile that was always there, that great joy. Mary, we ask you to accompany us in this all-important task of forming the children, our children, our grandchildren, all those whom God has placed in our life. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. God bless each one of you.